everyone. This is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy adventures, right, on Batman there? Hmm? My secret true identity, Bruce Wayne, millionaire philanthropist. Anyway, I'm glad to talk to you all and have the privilege of doing the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. There's a button, a switch for everything. You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. No tricks, Chris. Yeah, what's gonna happen? Try on doing hurry. How much can you do? Come on, you know better than I. Try on doing hurry. This is What kind of radio show is this? I don't know his voice. Okay. Really put the rock in. I will cost many, many times. I love America, but hate the government. And I don't think you do either. You don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about it. You're stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about every. 
never a place. I'm a famous radio personality now. Most people today couldn't care less about the radio personalities. I couldn't agree with you more. He's always talking about some radio star that I never heard of. You don't like my stories? You don't have to listen to my program. Listen to the radio. Find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows and you will find out what's going on. Oh, man. Radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Yeah. Hard. Just suicide. I have an idea now. I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. On, Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Showtime! you smile and blow me a kiss for this one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. Forget it, Donnie, you're out of your element. What then must we do as citizens? What are our obligations of citizenship? Number one, to understand the American way of life and what makes it tick. Except I, I, I don't think I do understand the American way of life and what makes it tick. I think all these years spent as an American and I still don't know what the hell's going on here in this country and why why we are the way we are which frankly I find disappointing but uh, I wouldn't discount America just yet because a lot of people are saying oh are our greatest days behind us those days when we fought a revolution and we took over the airports are those days behind us those days when we flew drones over Fort McHenry. Remember those days? It's me, Chris T., with uh, Aerial View, posted July 4th edition of Aerial View. A lot of you, uh, maybe you're away somewhere, you got out of town. A lot of you couldn't. You were trapped by a, a Union City dump truck that managed to fly over Imagine this, a friend said to me at my garage sale yesterday, a neighbor. Imagine, you know, you're headed eastbound into the tunnel, into Manhattan, and above you comes flying this, I don't know, how many pound garbage truck? I, w I was going to go with 8,000 pounds, but might be more than that. Just flies over your head. And lands in the westbound lane, pretty much, on the, on the bank. And it slides down the bank towards the roadway. And it's upside down. And I, uh, I first knew about this crash because uh, there was a helicopter hovering not far away from my house. I, I live just north of the Lincoln Tunnel in, uh, in Weehawken, New Jersey. And I'm in my office, much like I am now, in my office... And I just hear these helicopters, and I'm thinking, what the hell is something? Because sometimes you'll get a helicopter 
over the Lincoln Tunnel and it'll go away relatively quickly because all they're doing is reporting on the traffic for the news, right? But this helicopter is just hanging out there. And it, I look out the window and I see one helicopter and I'm like, all right, how long is that thing going to be there? I'm thinking, how long is that going to be there? Because it's loud. Even with the storm window down and with the curtains and the heavy blackout curtain, it's loud. But then it, it gets louder. And I look out the window and there's two helicopters hovering. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, this must be bad. Whatever it is, a trap, maybe it's related to the... Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking... Maybe this is related to the president being here on July 5th. I read he's, he's flying into New Jersey to spend some time in Bedminster. Is, I mean, could... Wait a minute, it's only... It's only Wednesday. Why would the traffic be so... So then I stopped thinking to myself and... put the curtain back in place and I went back to what I was trying to do and then it, the sound got louder. And yes, you guessed it. I pull back the curtain and there's, there's three helicopters hovering there. Just hovering. And they're not very far away from each other. I'm like, they could probably see each other. Right? From their cockpits. Hey, fellas, in your cockpits, can you see each other? Hovering there? The one that was nearest to my house, I kept thinking... You know, if that thing... Wait a minute. I kept thinking, if that thing blows up, could parts of it hit my house? I mean, the rotor? That'll probably go pretty far, right? Just having visions of helicopter parts flying my, in my direction. I'm looking at it. It's like, oh my God, here comes the wheel! So I, finally, I, I call the uh, police department. I, I say, excuse me. <laughs> Hello, police department? They always answer like, you know, we work in police department, officer, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, hey, do you have any idea what's with all the helicopters above the Lincoln Tunnel? Uh, there's a crash. Yeah, there's a truck crash. They closed the roadway. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Happy 4th of July. So, um, next thing I know, I'm getting uh, messages from the missus from Sweet Tea. She's sending me links to what, what actually happened, and I'm looking at these pictures. Oh, my God. This is the perfect metaphor for America. America is like the the huge garbage dump truck that lost its brakes and went flying out over an eastbound lane of traffic, landing in the westbound lane and ruining a lot of people's plans. So all these people were then trapped in the Port Authority building, one of the most horrible places on earth. I used to go through it every day. And then I started taking the boat to work, the ferry. You know, the people that saved all those folks on Sully's flight. You know? 
it was more expensive, but it was worth it because I'd get to work and I wouldn't feel like, you know, strangling bunny rabbits or something. Because I was trapped on the bus in the tunnel. And then, you know, when cell phones became a thing, you'd get trapped on the, on the bus inside the tunnel next to someone on an endless phone call. They had taken that time to catch up with everybody they knew. And the boat, you know, I could put on my headphones. I'm actually in a uh, commercial for the damn ferry. Someone sent me a link one time and they said, isn't that you in that one scene? And I looked and sure enough, there I was standing on the deck of the ferry as it's pulling in to the Jersey side. You know, sometimes it took all of six minutes to get across that river. And, you know, the other thing that came up, I don't know why Sully keeps coming up, but the other day, probably because I keep bringing it up, but the other day we, I was having a conversation with somebody about where you'd want to land a plane. And uh, I said, you know, the Hudson River, it's, it's much bigger. Because we, we were talking about the fireworks, see, because yesterday was July 4th. And, and we get all these people that go through our neighborhood thinking they're going to see some fireworks. You don't think they got the message. They didn't get the message that the fireworks are no longer on the Hudson River and you really can't see much of anything across Manhattan to the East River because there's all these tall buildings blocking your view and you can't look downriver and see the fireworks in Jersey City because you can't get into Hamilton Park because they locked it up. So they don't want it trampled. So you might see something, but really people just want to gather. They want a reason to gather, socialize, something to do. And, uh, and, and so that's, that, that was our 4th of July. Our 4th of July consisted of me thinking of flying Union City garbage trucks, dump trucks, whatever the hell it was, flying through the air, ruining people's plans. And uh, so I wrote this thing and I put it on my, my Facebook page about America, about my feelings about America. And, and rather than try to remember what I said, I will just read to you what I wrote. And uh, see what you think of it. And by the way, the phone number is live. You can call into this program at 760-I-CALL-AV. 760-422-5528 is the live line into the studio. And the phone is, uh, I think, working. So give us a call. Tell us what you, uh, what America means to you. But here is, uh, don't discount America. This is for you, America. Sending this out to the land that I love. It wasn't until I was 18 and graduating high school that I even thought about what America meant to me. JFK was president when I was born. Wholly unaware, I lived through monumental U.S. events, beginning with the Cuban Missile Crisis through multiple assassinations, the Vietnam War, the Summer of Love, Woodstock, Watergate, the oil embargo, the hostage, cri hostage crisis, etc. It was 1981-1982, on the cusp of mourning in America, before I had a conscious thought about the country of my birth. I'd gotten into punk rock in my junior year of high school. My interest peaked by Lenny Lobriano's Nevermind the Bollocks pin. 
and the local New York news reports about Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious. Seeing them on stage for a few seconds was enough to convince me to go out and buy this Nevermind the Bollocks record, which I distinctly remember replacing A Night at the Opera on my mother's stereo. My mother had this stereo that my father had built into an old Victrola cabinet. And it was like a double wide Victrola cabinet. And he even like kept the crank on the side. Oh, the crank didn't do anything. It wasn't connected to anything. But inside was my mother's BSR turntable and her whatever it was receiver of the moment, the Lafayette receiver, whatever it was, was connected to a switch by the front door. And as she walked through the door, she could turn the whole thing on. And then the sounds of her radio station would fill up the living room. But that's where I would listen to records. I don't know if I owned my own record player. And I would listen to them when she was out. I'd have to take over the stereo. And I distinctly remember thinking, let me, let me see what this Nevermind the Bollocks is all about. And I listened to it, and it was, it was transformative. There's no other way to put it. It was a transformative event. And I, before I knew it, was uh, listening to a lot of punk rock. And a, a lot of The Clash... And uh, a lot of the Ramones and moving on to all sorts of other bands that uh, we would find at the record stores, me and my friend Mike, on a Saturday. If we weren't working, we would go out for a long drive to one of the few, few cool record stores on Long Island that had like import records. And we would go through the bins and we would pull things out with interesting covers and we would take them home. It was cheap enough. We would listen to them. And I found myself transforming into somebody who started thinking about America and thinking about what America meant to me and thinking about what it meant to live in America and grow up in America and work in America and try to have a life in America. Those things started to occur to me, mainly through music. And um, so before I knew it, I was a young punk rocker. And, and some people would call it NYHC, New York Hardcore. I don't really care what you call it. Maybe it was. Uh, the band was called The Nihilistics, and, and we started uh, really getting together around 1981, about a year out of high school. And um, the, the music right away, right off the bat, there were political things in the music. We talked about Ronald Reagan. We sang about Ronald Reagan and what was called Welfare for the Rich. And I look around nowadays and I go, oh, well, that's really where it all began. Um, he, as far as I'm concerned, was the beginning of the end for America, the America I grew up in, uh, more properly, America's middle class, an economic engine, the likes of which the world had never seen. It's spending power utterly transforming America. Good jobs, just one good job, allowed your typical American to afford a, a decent home, a car, an education for their kids, a vacation every year, and the possibility of retirement. Well, fuck all that, right? It's been a depraved race to the bottom since. Unions all but outlawed. Capital constantly chasing the cheapest labor. The cost of an education skyrocketing. And now we work two to three crap jobs just to stay afloat we hope we don't get sick 
full-time jobs with benefits are going the way of the wagon wheel. We're being freelanced into oblivion, and we're supposed to like it. It's sold to us as an advantage. Set your own hours, work when you want, say no if you want. Motherfuck me. I'm so sorry I was mostly unaware while living through one of the greatest periods in American history, that of the American dream. Now on life support, odds are you will not fare better than your parents. You will chase work endlessly and buy into the bullshit about how you need to constantly learn so you won't become outmoded. But as soon as they nail the algorithm, the AI, the robotics that does your job adequately, not even as good as you, they'll hand you your walking papers. Go drive Uber. Oh, wait. Drivers won't be needed soon. Nowadays, I can't think of America without feeling our best years are behind us. I don't want to feel this way, but the recent decisions out of the Supreme Court about gerrymandering, the locking down of the federal judiciary, the utter degradation of the office of president, the endless stream of GOP-fueled malfeasance in service of mammon, and little else has me feeling less than hopeful. Sorry. And I haven't even mentioned climate change or the immigration crisis. That's why I'm voting. Well, wait a minute. Breaking news. Hang on a second. We have breaking news. A possible explosion, which officials are calling a major utility event. Damaged a residence hall at the University of Nevada in Reno. Hmm. What is a major utility event? The hell is... Now I gotta see. Oh, look, they found somebody's body. Trump blamed the faulty teleprompter for saying that thing about airports during the Revolutionary War. Oh, God. I can't, now I can't find the story that they uh, notified me about. The explosion. I would tell you more, gladly, about that explosion. This is Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. There was more to what I had to say, but you could find it there on my Facebook page. And uh, essentially I said that I want to feel hopeful again about America because while it's possible to love things that make America great and I mean our adventurousness, our innovation, our inventiveness, our independence, our rock and roll, our art, and our, our culture. It's also necessary to acknowledge everything we've gotten wrong. I count among those things Puritanism, our intolerance, our racism, our anti-Semitism, our rapacious greed... But if we're adults, we accept the bad with the good, and we hope to make things better. It's hard not to succumb to despair now, with America beaten bloody by the worst among us. But I need to believe again, and I want to make America great again. So I am voting for Elizabeth Warren. And I do believe it's possible she can become president. Uh, and I'm sorry to all my friends who were 
Bernie Sanders supporters. I apologize. Um, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> if Elizabeth Warren becomes president... Well, wait a minute. No, he can't run again, can he? Nah, forget, I was, forget what I was going to say. Sorry about that. Listen, Bernie Sanders is responsible for a lot of stuff that we're seeing right now. A lot of the changes in the Democratic Party that's moving it to more of a progressive place uh, where I believe it needs to go because whenever they poll the American public, they find that uh, people agree with a lot of this stuff about taxing millionaires, for instance. Uh, and many of the other ideas that are now being carried forward by the people inspired by Bernie. And uh, unfortunately, the other thing that's happening, we have all these people saying, slam on the brakes. There's all these people saying, what we need is a moderate. And we need to appeal to these people who, who ideally would vote Democratic because as far as I'm concerned, the Democratic Party was always the party or attempted to be the party or wanted to be the party of uh, working class people. And I tend to see things through the lens of class more than any other thing. I know uh, people want to uh, really engage in ident identity issues nowadays. I really think it's about who has the spending power and who doesn't have the spending power, who has the money who doesn't have the money when you live in a capitalist society. So I tend to see things that way. And I think these moderates, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. I love that America is uh, still a land of pendulum swings. And I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Let's swing the pendulum back towards the really progressive side this time. How about that? Let's swing it back towards universal health care. Let's swing it back towards, uh, you know, uh, prisons as uh, not being run as profit centers. Health care not being run as a profit center. Is there any way to get to that place? That's what I, I want to know. Because yesterday was the 4th of July, and, you know, it's funny because we had this garage sale, and a lot of different people came by. And it's really nice to meet all these different people and neighbors you never really spoke to. You find out who lives around in the neighborhood and where they came from and talk a little bit about America. And this guy kept handing me this guy, Frankie. He pulled up in his uh, GM product got out he parked it pretty much in my driveway blocking my driveway the thing that about frankie he gets he's loud guy frankie gets out and he leaves his stereo blaring inside of his car it's playing louis prima he's playing like this whole louis prima live thing and uh he keeps, he keeps handing me $2 bills, and then, you know, he turns them over, and he's showing me the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And I thought, look at all those white dudes. Wow. Look at all of them. Giving birth to America. The idea of America. Anyway. And uh, it seems like we're a place... It's gonna... You know, this is a cliche. 
perhaps to say a, a place that is just all about potential have we lived up to the potential is the question I'm asking myself today this is Ariel View on the Hound NYC.com. Our number is in Palm Springs. Might be cooler there than it is here. Going through a hot spell here in New Jersey. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. See a bald eagle in person to have a chalupa and marvel at the wisdom of George W. Bush. I mean, the same reason anyone comes to America. Looks like those clowns in Congress did it again. What a bunch of clowns! Only a nation of uneducated rednecks would be amused by such cowboy drivel. It's me, Chris T. <laughs> Here on the uh, program known as Aerial View on the houndmyc.com. There's a Facebook page for this program, facebook.com slash call Aerial View. So, uh, you know, it's all going to be upside down today on the program i usually do the upside down update but i feel uh, the fact that you know stranger things season three landed yesterday on netflix we can go all upside down like uh they took over dino's wonder wheel park i read they turned it into like the upside down and i tried to watch the first episode yesterday and ended up falling asleep it had been a long day up at 6 a.m doing a garage sale all day long but we did okay there's still a lot of stuff that's going to go into trash so please don't let me find any of you looking through the trash over here but uh, let me play this thing that our president said just the other day and uh, just the other day, it was yesterday, it was during his 4th of July speech. So, you know, you, you may have read about this, I'm sure you heard about this, but our president, inspired apparently by a Bastille Day celebration he saw in France one time, uh, decided that something like that needed to happen right here in America. Why can't we have a grand military parade too with grand military things? And show our might and our fury. And uh, a lot of people said, you know, because we're not, you know, we're not like that. We're not like, we're not supposed to be openly militaristic. Sure, we're militaristic. I mean, come on. 
Look at the military budget. But we're not supposed to, like, be flaunting it. Marching up and down in the streets? Tanks? Really? What are you thinking of, sir? But of course, uh, you know, and they scaled it back a few times. Trump used the drop clothes on them, I'm sure. They finally got around to uh, having this crappy little party with a VIP section and he appears to be behind some kind of glass <laughs> reading off of teleprompters. But this is what he said. Let me see if you can hear it. Try to turn it up loud, okay? In June of 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington commander-in-chief. Our army manned the airport. It ran the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. And at Fort McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, their star-spangled banner waved defiant. Holy mother of mercy. Dear Jesus Christ. What in the ever-loving fuck was that supposed to be? Holy crap, we're in trouble. Dear. Yeah, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Sorry, I had to pause the commercial that was about to play. Because, you know, you can't go anywhere online anymore without seeing a commercial for some advertisement for something, huh? So, uh, of course, everybody freaked out. And on Twitter, before too long, there was a whole uh, revolutionary war airport stories hashtag on Twitter, which is actually pretty funny. I don't often go and look at those things on Twitter. But I did this time. It was kind of clever. <laughs> but, you know, here we are again laughing at this maroon. Ah, he's so funny. And, you know, meanwhile, what's going on is not funny at all. It is nowhere near funny. I, you don't see me laughing, do you? But still, we find our amusement where we can. Now, people think Stephen Miller, the execrable, light bulb headed Stephen Miller, wrote this thing. And I have no doubt. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> hopefully this will be over before too much longer. I mean, please. It feels like it's been forever with this guy now. And every day you're just trying to maintain a level of like, oh, outrage, a level of, uh, you know, being upset, a level of being angered, a level of uh, wanting to, to donate to organizations that are doing things, a level of wanting to get on the phone and volunteer and you want to go to marches and you want to do what you can. But it's all so exhausting. As if living in America wasn't exhausting enough with all of the things that people had to do to keep from uh, falling out of whatever the hell class they're in into the one below it. Um, the, the wealthy, obviously the uber wealthy, the kind that we have in this country where, you know, two people own as much wealth as <laughs> the rest of us. 
that kind of wealth. They don't really have to worry about slipping down a class. So uh, they leave the rest of us to worry about that. And, and, and this brings me back, hopefully, somehow or other, to, uh, to what I started thinking about when I started to think about America when I was becoming radicalized. I don't know what to call it. What do you call it? Because I think a lot of people go through life for some period of time without really thinking about politics, talking about it. And I don't know. I think that you could probably do that a really long time. Maybe if you shrug and you go, oh, it's all the same. Doesn't matter. Both parties are just as bad. I hear that a lot. You know, they all do it, some form of that. And it's always hit me as wrong. They don't all do it. One party is demonstrably worse than the other. Here's one from Revolutionary War Airport Stories. The Battle of Baggage Claim, 1776. Many lives were lost and bags too. Some people are saying it was the worst massacre they had ever seen. All right, well, that one's not that great, but this one is good. This one I like. You know what I need? I need the goddamn, I need to write music for this to read Revolutionary Airport, Revolutionary War Airport stories. So uh, maybe I have it. Let's see. No, I don't. All right. This will have to do. (laughs) Dearest Jebediah, Our flight has been delayed again. Waiting on the tarmac, our supplies of honey-roasted peanuts and fresca are almost depleted. We are talking about rebellion against first class. Please tell the children I love them. That one was pretty good, actually. I like that one. (laughs) I wrote one. I'm trying to find it, and I can't figure out how to look at my own goddamn tweets on here. How do you look at the ones you wrote? This is not... Come on. Oh, maybe I click on my name. Here we go. Figured it out. Here's mine. Dearest Martha, the Hessians would have joined us in Trenton by now, but are still on the tarmac awaiting food service. Yours, George. Hmm. I wonder if anybody liked that. Huh. Good way to kill a few minutes. But, you know, again, we're turning this president, who I consider to be dangerous, into amusement. Sometimes I wonder about the wisdom of that. And other times I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Could he have really possibly have thought hmm little known fact we won because so many British soldiers couldn't fit their muskets muskets in the overhead bin on their flights over oh and then the pictures that people are photoshopping together are pretty good too (laughs) Abigail it's hot as hell in Philadelphia my desire for a quick trip to Boston is thwarted 
by a connecting flight through Atlanta. It's as if the world has turned upside down. Yours, John. Christopher, that's not funny. <laughs> oh, you're a funny joke, man. The country can't go on this way. It's the end of America. Uh, maybe the end of us, but it's not the end of America. In a few years, it'll go on bigger and stronger than ever. You know, you're the last guy in the world I'd ever expect to find was an optimist. That's not optimism. Just common horse sense. You read President Roosevelt's inaugural address? Yeah. He's right. You know, it takes more than one sock on the jaw to lick 120 million people. Holy crap, how long ago was that? 120 million. Dear God, we're way past that. It's me, Chris T., here on Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. Don't forget, on Sunday, the Hound Howl. 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And then at 5 p.m., Mark and Miriam with the doo-wop chop shop of the air crashing the party. Two great shows, back-to-back, and then they replay throughout the week. And then new ones every Sunday. And then vintage hound shows as well. And Aerial View replaying on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. This program in its entirety. And then it becomes a podcast available wherever you get podcasts i have yet to go look and see who's actually looking or looking for or listening to the podcast i have no idea i hope some folks are anyway but i mostly do this for me it's a good way to pass an hour on a friday afternoon and every once in a while somebody calls here at 760-422-5528 760-422-5528 Yesterday during the garage sale, I thought maybe I should have just done like an aerial view garage sale. Just have people walk in, be on the show. Hey, you're on the show. People love that kind of thing. Walking into a radio show. They can't wait. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-A-V. has been a limited number of human beings. I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced there would be a massive dump. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? I drink 
your milkshake. I drink it up. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Kami. Oh, now I feel like waltzing. Damn. The number here is uh, 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. And uh, give us a call. Tell us what you... Uh, what America means to you. That's the question of the day. What does it, What does America... America mean to you? And you, and you, and especially you. That's what I'd like to know. And... Uh, in about a week or so, I will be replaying an aerial view because I'll be, be taking some time off, a little time away. That'll be nice, right? We all need a little time away. I thought about doing aerial view from my vacation, and I thought, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> but aerial view is here for the next, oh, uh, 10 minutes or so so give us a call 760-422-5528 760-I-CALL-AV Allies marching is exactly fucking right listen this is strictly nowhere you got a lot of sick, old-fashioned ideas about working hard and living clean, and it's all a lot of junk. I'm too tired to listen. I mean, work is for suckers. Well, you can tell at home that Oogie is very proud of himself today. Look at how proud he looks. I'm so proud of myself. I made a lot of money today. You want to see the money I made? You made a lot of money? Never mind. Where did you get all these pennies and... Where did you get all these pennies and nickels and dimes? Look at all this money. Well, I gotta tell you, I got a job. I got a job. I made it at the shopping mall. The shopping mall? Yeah. I dive into the water and I scoop it up. You dive... <laughs> you dive into the water and you... You scoop it up. Let me hear an explanation for this. I think I know what's coming. What happens then? Well, I went with Neto. He's my instructor. <laughs> Neto tells me where to dive. And he's my boss. All I have to do is give him all the quarters and I get to keep everything else. This is disgraceful. You little fool. You're on television today. You get to dive in the water. You only have to give him the quarters. And you get to keep everything else. Well, this is disgrace. I'm so embarrassed right now. What about the what about the police? Oh, well, when they when they chase me out of the water, I run into one of the stores and I pose as a mannequin. <laughs> and then they just pass me by. I see. And and what does Neto do with all the quarters? He goes in the arcade and he stays there till he runs out. I see. I don't know why I felt the need to play that in, in its entirety, but there was something almost sacrilege about interrupting it. So 
I let it play. I have such respect for Floyd Vivino. The entire Vivino family, as a matter of fact. Jimmy Vivino, one hell of a musician. We got a few minutes left here on Aerial View. I hope everybody had a happy and safe 4th of July. We had uh, some neighbor kids who invited over other kids who invited over other kids so that there was a lot of kids on our block and they were shooting off fireworks. They were chasing each other with uh, water balloons first and throwing water balloons everywhere, which is really just a form of littering as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, maybe I'm being too grouchy. I probably did the same thing when I was their damn age, trying to entertain myself. But then they started setting off uh, packs of fireworks in the middle of the street. And then smoke bombs. And I was like, ugh. No parents in sight. That was the best part. And I debated going over there to say something, but I was like, nah. I'm not going to say anything. Maybe one of them will lose a finger. That'll be that. But again, yesterday, we had a lot of people walking up and down the street looking for fireworks. Going out to, to the water. Going out to the, to the park with the view of the Hudson River. Hoping to see something. It's America always hoping to see something. Director Jeff Wells with an important reminder about tomorrow's fireworks display on the Hudson River. In light of recent events, there is a restriction of having backpacks and coolers along the public viewing areas. Anyone with a backpack or a cooler will not be allowed in any of these areas. Also, be advised vehicles parked on both sides of Boulevard East. Maybe Shoplifting's fun. We've all done it. But if you're going to steal if fireworks, forget it. When them Chinese folks wrote on that label, light fuse and run away, they meant it. Get the heck out of there. Remember, stealing's not good, but if you're going to do it, don't steal fireworks. I've it's got to figure law. out a way to sell more fireworks. Well, I see you got them snakes and sparklers, but where's good stuff, man? Good stuff. This is the good stuff. Snakes and sparklers. Are you nuts, dude? You need stuff to explode. Go boom. Why is that? <laughs> you might, might as well ask, why is the tree good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good? Man, firecrackers. You stick them in mailboxes, you drop them in toilets, you shove them up bullfrog's ass. I would never do that. So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. 
Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes? No spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No, because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. All right, that'll about do it for Aerial View here on the houndnyc.com. And, uh,. Don't forget, on Sunday, a new Hound Howl at 3 p.m., followed by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and then replays throughout the week, interspersed with Vintage Hound Shows, an aerial view every Friday live, 6 p.m., replays Tuesday at 6 p.m., and uh, if you want to find this program online, facebook.com slash callarialview. You can also call Aerial View at 760-422-5528 and uh, leave a message. Leave some voicemail for the program. We'll see you again live next Friday. reminding you to take your belongings you don't have to take them but if you want to it's up to you by the way ask for a receipt take it ask them don't be ashamed